The fight is done. We lost. Stay hidden. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Friends of the Force, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Brad. And I'm your host, Sarah. And this week on the show, surprise episode, because we are talking about the long-awaited trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh my gosh, Sarah. Yeah. I was just, I was just having a morning today. It was just, what, what a day. What yeah. a day. We woke up, we got the Entertainment Weekly photos cover the last print issue of entertainment weekly will feature obi-wan kenobi and we're like ah oh, great you know ew today trailer another time it's fine you know this is good feeding the rats a little bit yeah yeah uh, and then you go to see the batman uh, yeah round two it's a great movie go see it guys tell us what happens next once you go in so, to see uh battinson yeah well you're you gave me the floor here so i'm gonna talk way longer than i need to about it but <laughs> i decided to go to this 12 p.m showing like definitively i bought my ticket at 11 58 so like I get out of my house by 1210. I'm there by like 1215 because my theater is very close by. I'm going to get myself some macaroni and cheese bites. I'm texting Brad. I'm like, I'm going to mm. be late to this screening because of these macaroni and cheese bites. So it's like 1230 ish by the time that I go into the theater. And then I'm I'm in Gotham City. I'm living my best life. I'm thriving. I'm I'm gazing upon the beautiful jawline of Robert Pattinson and the beautiful jawline of Zoe Kravitz. And I am just feeling powerful. I'm feeling confident. And I'm 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 doing great. I'm doing great over here. And I walk out of the movie theater. I'm feeling like I'm on cloud nine, just having my day. And I turn on my phone and the first notification is from Brad. And it says, You picked a bad time to go to the movie. Get ready to record later tonight and then link to the trailer. And I said, fuck, you're joking. <laughs> and then uh, he didn't respond. Um, so I texted him some more. I said, yes, wait for me. I'm going to run home. And so I ran home. And by ran home, I mean, I drove in my car. Uh, was it my safest drive home? No. <laughs> <laughs> a little a little distracted a little distracted but we got we got home safely um and then brad was like i'll be there soon like i gotta get home i gotta drive home from work and i was like fuck i thought you were ready like now now so i was sitting up on the you know right, right outside my bedroom door and kilo my dog was just laying on my legs and we were, i was petting him and i was like you know we are ex experiencing like great patience right now go us <laughs> um this, this is like gold star on us. And then I kept sending Brad photos of uh, my dog. And I was like, we're really we're, we're working here really hard here to be patient, but it's really difficult. And then I got a notification that the Strange New Worlds trailer uh, starring Hot Pike um, mm. also dropped. And I was like, Star Trek, for those of you front, unfamiliar, shut the front door like this day can't get better. But like it already yeah. did get better because this morning Delray Star Wars announced that they were going to be at Star Wars Celebration. So I'm, I mean, I'm mean, amazing. I was just, thriving today so brad and i got online and eventually when he decided he would come home i guess and we both got online we got on zoom and we watched this trailer and we lost our goddamn minds um yeah. i mean he had already seen it everybody had already seen it the group chat was like oh my god sarah like where are you stop being vengeance meanwhile my phone is off i'm just <laughs> living in gotham city you know um just enjoying life you know and everybody else is like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then i like yeah yeah Getting your daily dose story. of Bat Cat without even knowing you're about to get your daily dose of, of Kenobi. 
You know, I got the yeah. little bit of Bat Cat, a little bit of Hot Pike, a little bit of Kenobi. It's the Holy Trinity. I got some books. You know, like I, <laughs> I really can't. I, I like. I am truly thriving in this moment. Um. So, uh, exciting, exciting day on that regard for me. <laughs> I'm. I, so I also tell you guys, I took off work today. So, like, I took off work today and another day this week, so that I kind of have an extended weekend. Um, because I haven't done that, and the holidays were a really, really busy time, and I didn't take off any work. Anyway, anyway, that's all to say, I picked the right day to take off work <laughs> because I would have not been able to shelf books. I would have not been able to interact with customers. I'd be like buzzing, and yeah. like, the Kenobi trailer. And then my my blessed like a lot of the coworkers that I work with are retirees who just do not understand that I am like this about the Star Wars, and they definitely judge me, kindly judge me. I love them, <laughs> but like they they're like. Oh, there she is again, <laughs> freaking out about Star Wars. I feel like anybody's lying to themselves if they said they got something done at work today. And for me, I, I've been out for a little bit because I was very sick. And uh, today was my first day back. And I was just like, why couldn't this have dropped when I was homesick? And I could have just watched it. So, yeah, that was fun. But anyways, we are here, though, because we are going to go through the trailer we're going to break it down, like, you know, frame by frame, speculate. You know, we're getting some glimpses of who's playing who finally uh, mm -hmm. after we got that that casting announcement. It feels like forever ago. Um, so we're going to speculate still a little bit. Um, but before we get into that, we quickly want to mention a couple of updates in the Star Wars community um, at large and, and even beyond that. So, Sarah, did you want to kind of kick us off with our first item? Sure. So. We're going to shift this for a couple minutes into like very serious conversation that needs to be had. And um, that is with the Amidala Initiative uh, and the Adama Amidala Initiative um, is a community led uh, effort um, to help raise money for Equality Texas in order to in order for them to be able to do work on the ground in Texas to combat um, the anti-trans laws that are being proposed in Texas. And this is really serious because it affects real people and real families and puts real marginalized kids, kids specifically, at risk. And it's not okay. It's not okay. It's not acceptable. It's deeply upsetting. And so the Amadala Initiative um, brings together over almost 80 creators who, you know, including us who signed on our names to, to support this, but creators all across um, the, the Star Wars fan community, um, whether they, you know, sign their name on this, you know, particular webpage or not to raise money for Equality Texas. So we will have the GoFundMe links uh, in the show notes if you want to learn more um, or if you have the ability to donate, that's a great way to, you know, help the people who are on the ground if if you are yourself are not proximate to the situation and i will say that this also is really important right now not just in texas so if if you are in florida or idaho um mm -hmm. georgia or missouri or georgia yeah or <laughs> plenty of other states at this point lgbtqia plus folks and trans folks specifically are being targeted in a way that feels aggressive and regressive and deeply deeply upsetting and perhaps illegal if we're gonna go there but um yeah this is all really really important and 
please make sure you're keeping up with what's going on, help in the ways that you can, whether it be money, time, um, sharing your voice, uh, lending a hand to someone you know. It really sucks. It really, really, really sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're proud to have our name on, on this initiative. We're proud to be part of this community that's helping to raise money. And um, we hope that you'll join us in that effort. Um, or, or at least, you know, share and, and read on um, with about what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it is truly awful. Like what is happening. It's just part of like a, a really large trend in um, anti LGBTQIA plus uh, legislation happening around the country. Um, you know, especially relevant to what we're talking about today, uh, you know, finding out that Disney is donating to sponsors of the don't say gay bill in Florida and um, mm-hmm. how hurtful that is. And we've seen a lot of uh, Disney employees, uh, Pixar just released a letter from, you know, um their employees as well so there's just a lot happening right now and a lot that we have to stand up for that goes beyond star wars because star wars is fiction and at the end of the day these laws are affecting the lives of real people in really really negative ways um some ways that could be irreversible so um you know we're just trying to do our part as best as we can along with some of our other fellow star wars creators you know we have a lot of other friends on here um, we donated our our Patreon money for uh, this month um, as part of the GoFundMe. So right now it's about eight thousand dollars, just over that. The goal is twenty five thousand. So if you have a couple extra bucks to spare this month, uh, definitely do that because it is a it is a really really important initiative. You know, maybe instead of buying that next piece of Star Wars merchandise, uh, put it towards this instead. You know, um, sometimes that's a good way to think and to uh, inspire real change in a bit more of a selfless way so i will also acknowledge here that you know this is an episode that is going to very positively react to this obi-wan kenobi trailer in just a couple minutes here and i just want to acknowledge right now that like we're sitting in a complicated set of feelings and i don't know what the right answer is because at the end of the day i'm really excited about this trailer and i'm also just very very upset and and having trouble finding the words about how i feel about this legislation and in texas and legislation in florida and how that connects to disney which owns lucasfilm which is putting out obi-wan kenobi i'm like i just want to acknowledge that and say like if you the listener are also having those sort of very conflicting feelings that's fair and that's valid and we should keep having these conversations with one with one another and with ourselves as to how we can best navigate these conversations and how we can best help and how, you know, we can not drown out the really important work that's going on. Um, and also the really scary things that are, you know, that people are fighting back against with that work. So, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I, I I mean, the, the whole point of this is that I really don't have a settled thought, but, um, yeah, just not acknowledge that like this is a really complicated time in a lot of different ways. And um I respect however you're feeling <laughs> about yeah. about all this. If you're saying no, I can't engage with Kenobi, I mean you're probably not listening to this episode if that's the case, but like if you're saying no, I can't engage with Kenobi, or no, I'm just engaging with Kenobi a little bit, or I'm feeling some guilt about this, or I'm or I'm struggling with getting excited about it because this, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the important thing that you hit on is, is just not to, uh, not to drown out the important work going on and, um, not to sweep this under the rug 
uh, completely, mm. right? Like keep it, keep it top of mind, keep the conversation up. It's a complex, it's a complex set of feelings for sure. But, you know, we're just going to kind of proceed forward as best as we can and, um, you know, talk about this trailer, um, you know, what excited us about it. But we wanted to make sure upfront that we were at least uh, discussing what we were involved with uh, because it is super important and um, this is our platform. So we want to make sure that um, everybody listening uh, knows about it. So again, the link will be in the description of this episode and please consider donating because, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of dollars away from that goal so every everyone counts ultimately and the last thing I'll, I'll touch on here is if you are someone that is listening to this podcast that lives in one of the states that has has one of these laws that's going through the legislature right now and you are not somebody who maybe has reached out to your um representatives your elected officials before whether they are supporting this bill or are against it please make your voice heard whether it be via email via phone call, um, call your elected representative's office, tell them that you oppose this, tell them that, you know, you don't want any, you don't want, this is not the culture of your state or whatever, um, whatever comes from the heart. Um, you know, be kind to the person on the other end. They're probably an intern, but, uh, yeah, make your voice heard because that's one of the tangible ways that, um, constituents specifically can help that non-constituents don't have that same sort of power. And with that, uh, I think that's our, our final word on that. Um, we will continue to talk about this, continue to share these links. So, so thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us talk about these things as well. Um, but without further ado, mm -hmm. I guess we're going to head over to our trailer conversation, which it's always hard to transition out of a serious conversation into um, like a really excited one because it just the tone shift feels weird. So I'm just going to acknowledge that the tone shift feels weird and then maybe it'll be less weird. That's how I tend to approach things, but I'm I'm kind of bad at that. So this trailer dropped today and it did kind of rock our worlds. I <laughs> I won't lie. And I and now after like having done this whole transition, I feel like an asshole for saying that, but like it did. It did. Do you agree? Uh I agree. It it did rock my world. Like I said, I I I was not I was not productive today in any sense of the word. Um Besides being excited, I guess if you consider that productivity, if you consider the uh, the the physicality of literally buzzing and like you know jumping mm, up and down, yeah. if that's exercise, then I was productive. I was exercising from all you the all the running calories. around and the yeah you know. So uh, that was <laughs> that was the extent of me being uh, productive today. But yeah, I just I thought it was such a good trailer. I you know I, I saw that it was a minute forty six seconds and I was like, oh god, they're giving us the good stuff and. <laughs> It, it it was it One was very whole, almost two whole minutes it was good it had everything that you would want from a kenobi trailer right like obi-wan's voice uh obi-wan himself <laughs> the duel of the fates <laughs> the battle of the heroes yeah. darth vader breathing you know <laughs> an eop he's riding an eop again I like mean, he was don't, don't all star wars fans just really desire an eop in in their star wars i think yes is that the same one that he was riding at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith? Excellent question. Maybe that EOP has a name. Yeah. Maybe it's I think it does in the Kenobi book, I, I've heard. So, um, which oh. we got to read still uh, by John Jackson Miller. Oh, yeah. So maybe that. Uh, when? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find it. We'll find a time. <laughs> 
yeah, just in the just in the time that we aren't spending, you know, reading and reviewing the other thousand novels that are coming <laughs> out this year or, you know, planning for or being at celebration or, you know, mm-hmm. going to work and eating food and living a life. I just sacrifice all those <laughs> things to, for the books. Yeah. Yeah. No more Batman. Just just Kenobi. Just Kenobi. But what, what did you think <laughs> of the trailer when you saw it? And like, what was your initial reaction when you finished it? So, I mean, as we talked about earlier, when I saw the notification that this trailer had dropped, I have not felt that level of excitement in a very long time about a Star Wars. I don't think. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody will be like, Sarah, you felt this way two months ago. Get over it. Um, (laughs) But... Or no, you know, I did feel this way two months ago because I was really fucking excited about Book of Boba Fett episode two. But um, <laughs> uh, I'm like buzzing in in a way that's that's really exciting for me because I feel somewhat similarly to the way that I did when the Last Jedi trailers came out. Mm. Which how so? A, there was a feeling in in that which I am trying not to get myself hyped up this much um because i have been burned before in star wars live action tv but like there is that feeling of like if they nail this this will be genuinely like capital g capital s capital w great star wars Mm -hmm. um and so i had that like feeling of like really pure excitement in the lead up to watching this trailer and then i was actually like really energized by this trailer it's action-packed it's interesting i don't know what this this series is what six episodes i believe so rumored i don't know what episodes these clips come from i don't know if we're seeing just a very small piece of the pie or like a more overarching understanding of the capital p plot um i don't know and so like that's that's exciting um it's also a little scary because they could they could do a book of boba fett on me and then and then episodes three and four out of you know six are something completely off kilter but like um i don't know i'm just feeling really good and then by the time it ended i was bummed as heck we did not get the vader slash anakin reveal you know how typically trailers end um with either like a punchy joke or a big reveal um I think I was expecting that because that's what we've been conditioned to expect from trailers in general. We didn't get that. So I was like, oh, how dare they? But I also totally get it. Um, but yeah, it was so exciting to see everybody. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is such a different energy to this show because when you look at something like what we've gotten in the Mandover so far, obviously it's all John and Dave's vision. But this is going to be the first Star Wars project that's outside of John and Dave's realm. It's Deborah Chow. It's mm-hmm. it's her vision. She's directing every episode. Um, she's an executive producer on the show, along with Ewan McGregor, along with Michelle Rejwan, Kathleen Kennedy, Joby Harold. So it'll be really interesting to see does it have a little bit more consistency than like what we got in the book of Boba Fett, where it was kind of marketed as one thing and we were told, like, you know, oh, that trailer is only the first couple episodes or the first episode and I feel like that's always been a recurring theme with the Mandoverse is like you've only seen, you know, what's in the first two episodes from the trailer. And usually it's because we get all these cameos. But it seems with Obi-Wan Kenobi, we got the cast list back in March of last year. And now wow. we, ki- Wait, we kind March of know. March of last year is when we got this? Yeah. And, and we know. Moly. 
with the exception of O'Shea Jackson Jr. and Kumail Nanjiani, we know pretty much who everybody's playing on that cast list now. Or and at I least don't... we saw them in the trailer. Like, so even if we don't know who they're playing, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll I mean, we're like... making a couple educated guesses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that is like noteworthy that we got a cast list. We know who's playing who. And it's not sort of this game of like, guess who's coming to the show? Guess who's showing up, right? They gave us a lot in this trailer. It didn't feel as much of a Disney Plus commercial as like the Book of Boba Fett trailer did. This mm. really felt like, like you said, I was watching a Last Jedi trailer. I was watching like a cinematic thing happen. Like I felt uplifted. I felt the Duel of the Fates course through my blood. Uh, I mean, and maybe that's maybe that's part of it, you know, maybe the orchestra music and I'm feeling that prequels nostalgia again. But there's just something about the energy of the show in general that feels so positive and like so inspiring. And my God, like I just I'm over the I'm over the moon. Honestly, I, I was crying in the bathroom at work today watching it. And that was like a been, good, been there. a good feeling. It was, I like put the phone down and I was just looking at the ceiling, crying, laughing. And I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't believe it. You know, yeah. it's just insane. Yeah. So I think that like you were saying this felt more like Last Jedi. And I mean, that's what I mentioned earlier, but like that little f- musical flourish is exactly what happens in two slightly different ways at the beginning of both of the key Last Jedi trailers. And so I felt immediately primed of like, that was the, oh, that if this is good, like, oh, this is, this is a very hopeful sound for me. And then we go into like all of these prequel music cues and they were not shy about it at the trailer house. They were like, you know what the kids want? They want prequel music. Who doesn't love prequel music? Even if you don't like the prequels, you like prequel music. So <laughs> they really, they really went hard on the music and I was so thrilled. And then it made me think, and I've mentioned this to you, Brad like four times already today it was like imagine this is a trailer we got at celebration and like oh dual face drops and everybody just like loses their mind collapse like, <laughs> and so that then made me really excited for the fact that we're all gonna you know all being you and me and uh whoever goes i'm <laughs> gonna be in a room <laughs> together uh doing that same thing again and it, it really yeah. gave me that sort of like excitement for the collective joy uh, mm-hmm. in fandom and um i really appreciated that too because i'm a sucker for that nice good warm fuzzy feeling of friendship like yeah <laughs> and like, it was just an interesting energy from the fandom today of like kenobi yeah but it was like we got we got we got real blessed though our dust book lovers this morning with like the del rey we're gonna be back at the the booth and i was like yes <laughs> This is the happiest I've been in two and a half years is knowing yeah. that there's going to be a book uh, going like Delray's going to have a booth there. And it's like, yay, even more happy, you know, Star Wars things. Although like the timing of this trailer release is something alluding to mm-hmm. our previous earlier conversation. But like, yeah, I think, sus, that, yeah. I think that our excitement about it is 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 cool to see amongst, you know. Uh, varying factions of fandom, if if you will. Um, we have we have circles, and then our circles have circles, and then our circle circles have circles, and they all kind of start to overlap, and it's interesting. But like, without further ado, I think we should kind of dive into the trailer. Yeah, and talk about yeah, let's it, do it and yes. talk about what we saw because it opens here with that little musical flourish, and then we get Obi Wan on the OP. Iconic, incredible, love it. No notes. 
literally no so one else. good yeah what did you think of him walking through town in the next shot and he seems to be sort of uh you know he's walking his eop through town tatooine like it looks very just like it looks so great like again i know we're another show oh with God. tatooine don't again. compliment tatooine it doesn't need two in a row <laughs> it's been so propped up by this franchise for the past 40 years and they're still doing it. You Tatooine does not need your compliments. It's it's a little dingy. <laughs> it's not all that. But I I am excited, you know, like I like I've said before, you know, I think I think um there is a point of too much. However, I do think in some instances, um the familiar is good when it's from a new pair of eyes. And so I'm excited to see That's always true. What Tatooine and like what Moss Eisley look like through the eyes of a Jedi on the run. You know, how do you blend in and how do you how do you not draw attention to yourself, uh, especially when there's inquis inquisitors roaming through town and trying to potentially find you or we we still don't know who they're trying to find. We we think Kenobi from the trailer, maybe there's more Jedi. to it than we might realize, right? You know, Jedi in general. But um I'm excited to see see this town through his eyes and like what he's been up to you know why he's uh uh unpacking his bag it looks like in this next shot and i i don't, know I don't what's going think so on. i okay i want to talk about that in a second but i want to answer how does he blend in and the answer is wearing a poncho but then my second question is i'm looking <laughs> i'm at i'm at nine seconds in so listeners if you want to follow along here i'm looking at this eop how does one get on the EOP? This is a question that I have that might be answered in other canon, but I just don't recall because like the, what is it? The stirrups that they could like where you put your feet. They're so high up. They're like at the level of his head. I just have questions. Do they like sit yeah. down? They sit down to get on, <laughs> on the EOP. Let's just see. These are things on canon. I just don't remember. Um, well, Jar Jar but, fell off the EOP and the Phantom Menace and the EOP farted. Um, so hopefully we get the fart this time. Deborah Chow. I, Give us the I don't fart disagree. cut. Give okay. us the fart cut. Okay. But then <laughs> you were you were saying that you thought that this next shot here where these people are walking across is him unpacking a bag. I have watched this on 0.5 speed before you we were recording. And I think he is slicing something. Mm. Because and here, so I think there are a couple of clues that show to me that this is like a work sort of space. And the first is that like there are people walking there's the scaffolding like this is very reminiscent of like scaffolding in front of a building that people are working on oh and yeah. then you see the way that he sets up his hand and then his hand is other hand is kind of guarding it kind of setting it in place i think he's slicing something oh wait i think i see wood in the backgrounds um like like two by fours almost oh okay oh my god is he a carpenter is <laughs> he Obi -Wan a carpenter, Kenobi become is a carpenter? He that's you know what that's real jesus energy right there is he building docking bay 94 where oh, he's gonna see. he's gonna then it's all connected it's all connected and <laughs> that's why you and mcgregor should go on talking bay 94 a podcast exactly by brandon winerity <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think that's some sort of workplace does he get paid for his work is a question that i think we should be asking ourselves tatooine not yeah. a great history mm -hmm. of uh, wages, um, no. is all I'll say there. So that'll be Definitely really interesting. Not. And I think we're kind of also in an outer rim sort of space, or not like outer rim sort of space, but not Moss Espa, which just seemed to be like a really dense city. So like what's happening in these more rural regions? So we get this next shot. It seems, uh, it seems to tell a story, this trailer, uh, in that 
you know, Kenobi goes to work, parks his EOP in town, goes to work. He gets off work. He travels out of town. Looks like he's going back into the desert. And then we get to this next shot where he is sitting on the rocks. And we're like, oh, what's he doing? Is he having a little little picnic by himself? And then, oh, oh, flash to the binoculars. There's the Lars homestead. I see, I see Aunt Beru coming out of the Lars homestead. She's with, she's with Uncle Owen. And I was like, you know, you hear, you hear the battle of the heroes swelling up in your ears. You're like, oh my God. And then, and then it zooms in and there is young Luke Skywalker. And listen, listen, I have been one on this podcast during the last two years to be like, enough with the skywalker yeah. saga enough with luke literally, skywalker i literally never want to see luke skywalker again please <laughs> like we were like we were like so dumb we're like let's move to new stories and here i am eating my own words because again luke skywalker as a little kid there is just something that brought me to tears seeing this little kid sitting on his home pretending to be a pilot you know b- pretending to spin that's a good trick like he is spinning like his dad used to in his pod racer and his Naboo N1 Starfighter. And he doesn't even realize <sighs> that that is where he's getting that from. You know, like his dad was a pilot and there is just something so beautiful where here's this kid and he just doesn't even, he's just being a kid. Luke is just being a kid. It's not the Luke Skywalker that we've ever known. And yeah. so there's a, cer- a certain sense of innocence here. Mm-hmm. Of this kid who just wants to be a kid, just wants to pretend to play his own Star War, you know, in his free time. And he has no idea of the destiny that awaits him. Nothing. He doesn't know that he's going to blow up the Death Star, that he's going to save his father, that he's going to train Rey, who's going to then save the galaxy later on. And You missed the section of his life where he almost killed his... Uh- his godson and then um exiled yeah. himself from the forest but like yeah, that's okay stole, we can skip stole grogu now. yeah we'll skip that part oh yeah I mean, yeah 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 made up that was <laughs> statements were said and choices were made yeah but there is just something so beautiful about it that when i when i saw it i was just i was just very moved and uh the way that you hear the the battle of the heroes swell up into the luke skywalker you know force theme and it go it cuts back to you and and obi-wan he puts the binoculars down, which is a great new meme, by the way. And there's a sense, there's a sense <laughs> of like, a meme. you know, there's a sense of like, maybe things will be okay. You know, I, this kid's safe. All is well. But it seems that maybe Obi-Wan's drawn elsewhere. But what, what did you think of seeing Luke? And like, I just, I was not expecting to have the reaction I did to more Luke Skywalker, even though we knew we were going to get him, obviously. But um, it was good. It was really good yeah um i will never say a bad word about this child so i don't know who he is but i will protect him with my life um (laughs) i hope he had the time of his life playing baby luke skywalker and i'm thrilled to see this very adorable moment where he's like it looks like he's flying or pod racing and like that mm. he's got the goggles on too he's got the. it's so precious it's so precious and i really like how we're getting this (gasps) through the lens oh my god what if those are Anakin's goggles? Because yeah. she had them in her things and brought them to the Lars homestead. You know what? This is the end of the pod. I think we need to go cry about this now. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, it's... Holy it's, it's crap, e- holy. This is, this is emo. This is, like, really, like, emotional oh. moment here. Um, All right. But, yeah, like, I like how we're getting it from Obi-Wan's point of view. So we're not, like, right up... The camera is not right up in 
Luke's face or anything. Like it's really far back. It's from Obi-Wan's eyes. And um, it makes me curious to, to know if like, that's the only way we're going to get Luke is from these like very far off kind of, you know, sort of things, or if we're going to get like one key scene with Luke, or if this is the only time that we see him, I don't know. Like, I think it'll be curious to find that out as the show goes on. Um, but yeah, I will never say a bad word about this child. May this child never be bullied by the internet. If oh, listeners, God, if you please. bully, if you bully this child, I will not let you listen to the podcast anymore. We will block you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's an interesting point. I, I do wonder how much we'll see of him because there have been rumors of other appearances in the show, and I'm curious how that will all fit in and like where Obi-Wan's focus will be fully drawn to. Um, so I, that, that, that kind of leads me to like the, the, um, the narration of this trailer, which is Obi-Wan saying the fight is done. We lost. And then when he sees Luke, you hear Obi-Wan say, stay hidden. That kind of felt like a, a goodbye of sorts. Mm-hmm. And so we, we know that we're going off planet in this show. Um, which I know you and I were kind of skeptical of, but sort of seeing the vision of the show in the trailers, I am like kind of here for it almost because I'm like, maybe, maybe we're going to get just enough Tatooine and Obi-Wan's going on some sort of important mission. Maybe it seems, and maybe he's telling Owen to stay hidden while I'm gone because like, I'm not going to be here to protect you. And like my, my initial thought is like, maybe Obi-Wan realizes he's not safe as long as these Inquisitors are around and Luke's not safe. And, you know, maybe the Inquisitors come to Tatooine for one thing and Obi-Wan catches wind of it or Owen catches wind of it as we see in the trailer. And that's sort of when he realizes I gotta, I gotta nip this thing real quick before it, they find me eventually, um, which will lead to Luke. So yeah. that might require him to, to go off planet for a bit. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, we have six episodes to play around with here. I'm hoping that they're all actually an hour long um, and oh, not any, not a second shorter. Um, <laughs> 32 minute premiere, it, I'd cry. I'd be like, no, God, I, please. I just feel like there's a lot of story to tell and it does feel like they have a, a cohesive story set up. Um, and so, like, I don't want them to skip on any of that. Like, I really want to get into the emotions of it all. I really want to get into the action adventure of it all. So the fact that we are going off world is exciting because I love a new planet, but it's also a little daunting because it's like, okay, how are we going to balance all of the things that need to happen in the show in this limited amount of time, you know, well. And so like, that's one thing that I don't think Book of Boba Fett did a hundred percent very well. So I'm giving you one last shot, Lucasfilm. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, but I think that brings us to after luke here we get after the meme of course the incredible duel the fates drop and then oh we get my god were you expecting that the inquisitor i, I mean the duel oh. the duel the fates drop or the inquisitor fortress because the like, drop the, answer, the drop of the century no, not at all like that was that was a needle drop for the ages uh, i felt ages. attacked I, was I mean, like, there's nothing, there's <laughs> nothing that gets the the prequel kids, you know, up out of the receipts more than Duel of the Fates. Everybody's like Cora, and everybody's screaming, you know, off key. I mean, that's that's really wow. what the vibe of that that tune is. It's it's one of the best in the whole saga. So let's uh, we we can't stay on that forever. That we'll be here for a thousand years. But let's talk I about know. the Inquisitor Fortress. Wow, the Fortress of the Inquisitors. Holy crap it's a big tower in the ocean ah no Um, sand in sight just like vader would have wanted 
Also, let's, I mean, let's, uh, this is when the voiceover starts. Let's talk about the voiceover. The key to hunting Jedi is patience. And then another key line, he says, their compassion leaves a trail. Uh, and then he says something like the, the, the order or the, the, the Jedi, the Jedi, the Jedi code is like an itch. Uh, they cannot help it. Can we talk about how good, Ooh. how good these lines are? And I think they're coming from the Grand Inquisitor, which is Rupert Friend. Here. They are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's that's, that's some spicy dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's talk about the uh, Grand Inquisitor. That was a big surprise. Um, this was actually reported. I forget by whom uh, a while back. So not, not really this a big character. Surprise. Um, would be showing up and it was good that they showed him in the trailer again one of those instances where the obi-wan kenobi show is not holding back for a gotcha cameo it's like well this is who's in the show this is it no no you no know, this is what you're getting you're saying that but we haven't seen the show which could then be full of gotcha cameos you're you're speaking far too soon this is a trailer you know i'm just i'm pretty confident but it, there not. will be some other cameos in the show um some i hope don't show up and some i do but the Grand Inquisitor. I mean, God, we could talk about his look all day long and, and like debate that um, to dust. But I think the voice, the vibe, the aura of this character, Rupert Friend, is like nailing it completely. Mm-hmm. I feel the fear in this dialogue. Like I, I'm scared <laughs> listening to it. Yeah, he's uh, got I'm not it quite in the sold. Eyes. Yeah, I'm not quite sold on the look just yet. Um, but again, maybe that will just require more viewing and, and more uh, camera angles and more different lighting situations that maybe bring out some of the makeup and the prosthetics a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to hold judgment a little bit. Um, but it was interesting, you know, considering he has a, uh, what is it? A pound or uh, yeah, he's a powin from Utapau, which I, I guys, right. if you know me, you know, I have a true love for Tion Medin, who is the powin that Obi-Wan talks to right when he arrives. Um, and so when a Powan shows up, I mean, I have to be excited about it, but this look, I mean, as many people have mentioned is very different from the, the animated styling. Um, so I'll be really interested to see how, yeah, as you said, how the makeup fares in different lighting, because we're kind of getting a little bit too weird settings of lighting where it's not super clear. Um, like they're indoors, but they have the the outdoor light behind them in this first one. And the second one is like all red. So I'm excited to see more. And you guys, Rupert Friend in Homeland, he is very, very good and plays a very interesting character. So when I heard he was cast, I was really thrilled. So I'm really excited to see his take on the role. And again, their compassion leaves a trail. That's that's spicy. That's Mm -hmm. really spicy. Um, But I guess with that, let's also talk about like the interior that we see of the uh inquisitor fortress because um they're they're in a meeting room it's underwater we've got moses ingram as reva or reva r-e-v-a i'm gonna go with reva Mm -hmm. because i like it more um yes and then we've got uh sung kang as the fifth brother who's sitting you know with his back to us and then we have another inquisitor who is kind of on the far side of the table who I don't think we know anything about yet, but I believe that this Inquisitor is being played by Simone Kessel. Again, we only see this character in a couple of like background sort of shots, so I don't really feel like we have a good enough look at her face to really confirm that, but um, that's by process of elimination. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. But also look at this chair that is clearly Vader's, 
The chair oh. is literally shaped like his castle. Like, that's, bro, bro, Annie, my guy. That's so extra. Somebody said, do you think he's, uh, or somebody mentioned this on Twitter, do you think he's photoshopped out of this? Do you think um, he's actually sitting there? Looks like Reva is sort of looking at the chair, you know, head down. It seems like there is a superior presence in the room, potentially, that is quite fearful. Uh, maybe mm. and maybe the thing that signals that is that there are two stormtroopers on either side of the door or the other thing because we is know that stormtroopers could really protect vader right the best the best the, the best, best bodyguards around yeah you know the best protection vader call him call him the stormtrooper <laughs> yeah yeah but like the old reliable <laughs> <laughs> either that or like reva is leading the mission against either obi-wan or on tatooine um but it's also very curious because it's very clear that the Grand Inquisitor comes to Tatooine. There's some spicy stuff happening here. I have no idea. But yeah, uh, I'm very curious about it. Um, One other notable thing about this room is if you see on the uh, windowsill, there's like almost a red lining. There are lightsabers sitting in a little, a little like glass container right beneath the window, lining the walls shut. around the room. <gasps> Oh my, no. Th those are, those yeah. are those lightsabers or are those just a part of the room? I'm pretty sure those are lightsabers. Oh my, oh my. So it looks like this, this meeting room, the Inquisitors bring the lightsabers of the Fallen and, and place them as Maybe. trophies. I'll laugh at you. Uh, which isn't unprecedented because, you know, Thrawn has his trophy room and I would expect, you know, Vader uh, and the Grand Inquisitorius to have, uh, to have theirs. Um... Grievous has a uh, cloak. <laughs> yeah. A trophy cloak. Um, I will laugh at you or if this is just like an accent on the wall, but if it's not, I, yeah. I owe you a quarter, 25 cents. Okay, great. Okay. You can Venmo me. It's uh, I will Venmo you a quarter. And then we go to this like really startling. So we're back on Tatooine. We see um, Owen. We all before that we get a very Jojo Rabbit esque, um, just the feet of the person who has uh, is being elevated in the air either by the force or by something else. I don't know, um, but I'm not. People quite sure. look fearful in the crowd. I'm, but they're also not running away. They're kind of walking towards him. So like, I'm not sure he's alive. I'm not sure yeah. his character's alive. But then we get Reva's hot, hot costume. That must be played by Moses Ingram, that, by the way. Must be toasty in the Tatooine sun, but she looks really yeah. crisp. So, Amazing. Looks incredible. Her outfit and her her saber notably looks double sided. Oh, I by the way. I mean, this is the Inquisitors. They've all gotta have fancy fancy sabers. They're they're cool. Yeah, yeah. They're cooler than everybody else. So <laughs> Obi Wan's gonna be like, God damn it, why can't I just fight like one normal <laughs> lightsaber for once in my life it's yeah. gotta be like a guy with four arms it's gotta be a guy with the double-sated saber with spikes on his head he's like i've been through a lot of uh, shit guys can we know, just keep one blade on and keep like <laughs> jesus christ like dooku was the easiest and he still whooped my ass in attack of the clones like come on please <laughs> is he really that good like jedi like there's a question we can ask ourselves. yeah you know um but then we get another character that kind of shows up here and i want to talk about this uh imperial officer that i believe Again, like I'm could be totally mucking this all up, but I believe is being played by Indira Varma. Mm -hmm. We just kind of get her walking out of the ship. She looks intense. She's got a she does excellent cheekbone. It's important wearing I the Empire. Love have a crisp Indira look. Varma. 
from Game of Thrones oh. and, and many other things. She's very good in Game of Thrones. Who especially. did she play in Game of Thrones? I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Uh, I forget. It's been a while, but she's um, she's one of the people as part of uh, uh, Pedro Pascal's group of sort people? of clan, I believe, and group okay. of people. Yeah, so um, they're all kind of in the same the same vicinity. Um, when Pedro uh, unfortunately gets off on the show, Indira uh, mm. is the one to stand up and give a shriek. Ah. A very loud shriek and horror of what's, what has transpired uh, at the hands of the mountain. Okay. So, um, interesting stuff. But I want to, before we move forward, I want to go back to, um, you know, your observation, um, you know, what's happening on Tatooine. We do get a shot before the Inquisitor area of uh, Obi-Wan taking public transport, by the way, we, which I think was... It's an excellent 2022 Star Wars thing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Public transportation, commercial transit. They may be going to their job. They might be going to work on that thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like going out yeah. to the, the work campsite. But like, um, so yeah, we love seeing that. We're getting on a lot Tatooine. of a lot of different, you know, trains uh, on Tatooine lately trains, between this so and, right. and Book of Boba Fett. So, oh my god, I thought that was cur- I thought that was cool, and you know, just part of part of Obi Wan blending in. But um, we we do get this like confrontation between Owen and Reva, which there's a photo in Entertainment Weekly of the two of them literally inches apart. Um, and you kind of wonder, does she know that he knows something? Right. And mm-hmm. I just think that is so badass. Like this show is going to just completely reframe the way we think about uncle Owen, you know, like why did he give up? Oh, on, 100%. I'm so excited. Why did he give up on Obi-Wan? Like, is this person <gasps> that maybe is, 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 is possibly off? Is this somebody that was close to Owen that Owen knew? And as Owen's starting to realize, maybe, you know, the closer I get in proximity to this Jedi, to Obi-Wan, unfortunately, the people around me are going to start suffering Cause because of it. Because he say, like, and, oh, he's a crazy old man or something? Yeah, yeah. You know, don't want to go with him on, on his idealistic crusades, right? And so... Shit, yes. <laughs> what, what, what seems to be... I think there's a breaking point that we're going to maybe see between these two, because what leads to that sentiment? and you know, maybe it goes back to that that moment when in the trailer Obi Wan says, "Stay hidden." You know, maybe that's after a fight because Obi Wan's like, "Okay, we just fought. I guess this is our relationship is kind of at a at a at an impasse now. I guess I'll I'll leave, but just stay hidden. That's all I can tell you. Like I'll I'll still watch you, but you know, it's at this point, it's kind of like we're not we're not super warm towards each other, right? But I I do think it is so badass of Owen oh, the like face down of a fucking Inquisitor and like. looking her in the the eye like smug look on his face like i ain't telling you shit like not happening right and i do want to comment on deborah chow saying thank you george for casting joel edgerton as uncle owen that's all i can say i that that quote got me so excited because i was like oh my god owen is gonna have like a role and joe edgerton is a great actor like there's no there's no if hands or buts about that so wow this is all this is all 15 years in the making i'm i'm so thrilled i'm so thrilled by this because bonnie peace is back too as um Baru, uh and i hope that she has a, a good size role as well here oh my gosh i'm just i, I this is all so, so wild this is wild yeah. okay but we have yeah. to we have to talk about the new planet can we talk about the new planet for just like a minute yes okay. it, it is called it is called Dayu, uh, spelled D-A-I-Y-U, and writer Joby Harold described it as, quote, it's got a graffiti-ridden nightlife and is kind of edgy. It's just got a different lane and a different feeling. So 
yeah, it's very interesting. This is where we see the shot of of uh, Reva standing on the rooftops, kind of looking for her Jedi. For all this, so. around all the neon signs, there's like a lot of neon. Yeah. A lot of like really interesting looks. There's with this other Inquisitor. She's kind of walking past the line of townsfolk and they all have really interesting designs on them as well. And I am really, really interested by this new setting and all the kind of types of characters you could find there. Um, Mm -hmm. Feels very like Fallen Order, you know, like when Cal Kestis was sort of intermingling with a lot of people with these like neon like the neon nightlife and, um, you know, taking the train and stuff, uh, oh. mostly during the trailer, the trailer of fallen order. Remember when he's like on the train and, um, it kind of feels like a similar environment to that almost. So sort I, I sort of love this. Uh, I, I just love this sort of, uh, city landscape of these, like, you know, hide from the Sith stories. It's, and, you know, blend in and escape through the crowds. Um, feel yeah because then we we go right over into this next shot where we have um a trooper talking to a droid who's playing Mm. the droid um of people we haven't seen yet or like that i can't confirm based on like who we're seeing in the trailer whether it be like their outline or uh like seeing their face i think this could either be camille nanjiani or o'shea jackson jr I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Could be something completely different. But like, that's what my gut is telling me that it's one of those two. And I would be thrilled to see either of them in this sort of yeah. role for sure. So absolutely. Droid, I want to know more about you. Let's be besties. <laughs> Looks like that there's at least one N and one D in his name. <laughs> in this droid's name. So I am not um I'm not an Arabesh expert would love for somebody on the internet to figure out all the arabesh in the trailer and translate it. Um, but yeah, we get some cool moments of action and then, and then we get the grand inquisitor spinning his lightsaber. Spinny, 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 spinny. We're going to get helicopter sabers in this. I hope so. I sincerely hope so. If we don't, that would be like a huge disappointment. And then we have this person, like we don't know who they are. It looks like they have some sort of implants in the back of their head. It's being speculated that this could be Tamara Morrison as Cody on the internet. Do you have any solid thoughts here? I don't, honestly. Uh, I do question the implants, though. I was like, Lobot? And I was like, nah, I can't be Lobot. (laughs) I was like, where would Lobot be here? Um, But yeah, I don't know. I don't know who this could be, but I'm I'm curious as to, um, you know, why the Inquisitor is saying, you know, where is where is he like with, who's he with right? the lightsaber out like he's not messing around he's like yeah got it. He's this got person all this, this person knows you know it's, it's some important information clearly so yeah. um, but then we we flip over to the fifth brother uh played by sung kang and he is preceded by uh, a group of stormtroopers walking through the city of of dayu and damn i think he looks actually really really good as the fifth brother i'm, I'm actually really impressed by by him and I'm excited to see him kick some ass uh, apart from what we've seen in Rebels. Uh, if anybody's going to have a helicopter lightsaber, it is definitely him. Okay. Because uh, he has he has done that. So mm-hmm. uh, that would be that would be exciting. But I thought he looked great. And then, you know, we get this like solid transition to an escape pod getting blasted away. It's just so smooth. So crisp. I love the sound of the escape pod. Is Obi-Wan in an escape pod? Who's taking the escape pod? I pods, my don't question. know. Where are they? Where are they? Be- where are they escaping from? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. And then and then we go back to Tatooine, though, and then we get to see. Okay, this is the shot that I talked about before we were recording. I'm so excited about the shot because I am 95 percent certain that's Benny Safdie. 
that is, is yeah. back to us, who is facing off against Moses Ingram as Reva here. She's like sliding over the table and igniting one side of her lightsaber. And he's like sliding on the ground towards her, like trying to get out of this cafe. And he's like rising his hands like he's like, you know, don't harm me. But he's also trying to leave. Like, who, who are you playing, Betty Sapp? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I have to say. I don't, I don't have the answer to that question. We get this next shot of uh, the Inquisitor touching like a Jedi symbol on the wall, um, which I'm like, maybe did it, like Obi-Wan inscribe that on the wall to, to give people hope? You know, the Jedi is still around uh, in secret um, in the shadows. And then we get this like epic shot of uh, it seems like Obi-Wan in an alleyway with Reva and he is wielding a blaster. And they're having a little bit of a standoff. Unless it's not him. Unless it's not him, which is, which is possible. Um, you know, it is a DL. It looks like a DL44. It could be Han Solo. Um, I, no, I'm just kidding. This, I am not early. responding to that comment, actually. I'm not, I will not be baited <laughs> into that conversation. That's for sure. <laughs> but I, I, I am. I think there's some irony to Obi-Wan wielding a blaster after being like so uncivilized, you know, uh, when he kills Grievous with one. But like notable that he's holding a different blaster in this next shot where he's actually shooting than than the the blaster that we see in the shot prior in the alleyway. Like that's I it could not be him. Could be a different yeah. character. It could be, yes. Um who's shooting at Obi-Wan is my question. You know, who who has blasters? That who would be has shooting blasters? at him. That's such a good point. Because like Inquisitors aren't carrying blasters. So is he getting in a little bit of a scuffle somehow uh, on like a, a secret mission or uh, maybe trying to get some information that he needs to carry out his mission and runs into the wrong group and draws attention to himself, which is when, you know, Moses Ingram catches wind and shows up. Maybe it's O'Shea Jackson Jr. Camille Nanjiani. Mm. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> but, but, you know, time will tell. Time will tell. But what did you make, though, of the the trailer's motto, which is between darkness and defeat, hope survives. That's sexy. That is. That's, that's what I have to say about that. That's sexy. I mean, we, we know that Star Wars loves its theme of hope, but like, there's just something about it. It works. It works every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hope survives. Like that's, that's hot. <laughs> and Luke represents, you know, a new hope. And for the galaxy, it's a new hope, but also like, Dang. you know, for Obi-Wan, right? So like we, we know from the EW article that uh, Ewan described Obi-Wan as, uh, quote, we find Obi-Wan at the beginning of our story rather broken and faithless and beaten up, uh, somewhat given up. Uh, so wh- how do we get a character from that point to continuing to feel like it's worth sticking around, you know, like it's worth hiding in a cave? to watch over a young Luke Skywalker, like this is worth it, you know, like what makes him feel that. And so I hope the show answers that question of like what re-inspires hope within Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, how, do, how does he find his new hope? And um, this is a period when you need hope, uh, a period in time when the, the empire is reigning across the galaxy. You know, we haven't quite gotten, we haven't quite gotten to rebels in this point in the timeline. We're not at solo. We're not at, Rogue One, obviously, we got a long way to go until then. Um, but how do you inspire hope and how do you keep it um, in the darkest of times, especially when you got a band of Sith Inquisitors roaming the galaxy hunting for you? And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm curious, you know, and I'm curious how the show might feed into the rebellion 
And, um, you know, obviously we still don't know like Vader's involvement. We get this final shot of Obi-Wan who looks very, um, you know, distraught and Mm -hmm. we get the the Vader breath. We don't see Vader in the trailer. So how does he fit all into all of this? And, you know, we got to think of the other side of the, the coin, like how much of Anakin and Vader's story are we going to get in the show as well to sort of complement and contrast Obi-Wan's and the pain that Obi-Wan feels and the guilt that he feels from striking down his own brother um, because he had no other choice. Right. So we're, we're talking a lot about like the setting and the plot and the, the, the characters of the show, but like, what is the, the mental anguish that Obi-Wan is going through and, and how is he working through that? Um, this is a story. This clearly seems to be a story about finding hope in the darkest of times. Mm. And after you have been dealt the worst loss of your life, right. Um, between darkness and defeat, hope survives. Like it's still there. You just got to find it. Right. It's, it's the eternal flame that, you know, sometimes it just gets so small that you don't notice it. Right. So what fans that flame for Obi-Wan is my question. I just can't believe this is all actually happening. Like I feel for so long we were, we, I mean, we have been truly living in this limbo space. Like is celebration actually happening? Is this show actually happening? And like, yeah, the answer's yes. Yeah. yeah the answer's yes. And I, like, it's all coming together within the past week two weeks even and it is so refreshing to feel like this um just like feel like plans are coming together in that regard so there's a lot i mean there's so much going on in the world and it's exciting to feel excited about this yeah yeah we gotta we gotta find hope where we can find it and find moments that that bring us joy so you know it's been a it's been a tough uh tough week tough month tough year so yeah. you know sometimes as you roll with the punches you find uh glimpses of of joy that can lighten your day a little bit and at least today uh this was it for us because um we are we're just so excited we get to watch this together at celebration in like two months i you and i in person I, get to watch this what the fuck man like it's crazy. I, I don't believe it's happening. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm actually going to think you're a real person until we actually like get there and are hugging and are like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, we have met before. So you should we've, know I'm a real person. We've met before, um, but like, unless I've been a simulation this entire time, you online. have, you have, yeah. but, um, we have really met before, sophisticated but, AI. but like 99.5% of our friendship has been through this zoom meeting that we're currently on and recording <laughs> through. So like the same zoom meeting we haven't ended. The, it yeah, no, we don't end it when we're not just here. It's just, there's a few of them at the room all the time. Um, <laughs> it's very, it's very weird, but Brad, I guess is really interested in my family's Taekwondo trophies. Um, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're interested s- in all my Funko pops behind me. So that's, I am. That's, which, that's true. And then I love it when I can Kenobi, see, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, sh- I'm a shill. So I'll be buying uh, Kenobi <sighs> Funko pops and I won't know where to put them. So that's good. I'm Somebody take his wallet away somebody Please. take his wallet away um but yep. i just am really excited about the the idea of like kicking off the show together and amongst friends and it's it feels it feels good in that regard for sure well you can definitely stay tuned to our coverage of obi-wan kenobi here on the podcast because we will be talking about it uh every week and um our first episode will be in person together it's the first time we're going to record together in person and that will be or maybe be in exciting. a second if i convince you to record before yeah. tuesday night we'll we'll see we'll figure it out yeah 
Um, hopefully the audio and the sound in the rooms are good enough or else we might have to delay. So we'll see what, how that setup is. No, but, no, no. Um, it's a con. You know. We're just going to do it ugly audio. It'll be, it'll be yeah, fine. The just pe- the, ugly audio. We're not going to care. They're not going to care. Nobody's going to care. <laughs> Everybody knows. Everybody knows. It's going to sound like we're talking through a Pringles can the whole time, but that's fine. That's for it's the fine. vibes, you know, for the vibes. Friends forever. It's all good. Besties. <laughs> But I'm seriously so excited. I just I wish celebration were here sooner. And, and speaking of which, it's still happening. Uh, masks and vaccines are required. So that definitely makes a lot of people feel a little bit more safe. And as somebody who went to uh, New York Comic Con uh, with those same requirements, I was happy to hear that. So um, I'm just hoping that everybody can can make it to celebration OK and uh, make it there safe and be safe while you're there. And I think it's going to be the the convention of Kenobi. That's all I can say. I, I think we're going to get a, a big season panel with all the cast. Oh, boy. And it's just going to knock our socks off. Um, I hope I get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we don't get into so, it, we'll just catch us sitting out in the parking lot. Very sad watching it know. on our phones. <laughs> and who knows? You know, we're, it looks like we're probably getting uh, Attack of the Clones 20th anniversary panel because the merchandise exists. We got to talk so, about this another time. Oh, my God. Know, there's so much. A lot that happened this week. But, Exclusive you know, books. I mean, it is the year of Kenobi, in my opinion. And um, eventually we'll get some Andor as well, which I'm also excited about. What? The it's, a, it's a new it's a new era in Star Wars TV. Um, you know, again, we're and moving if it's away bad, from I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> we're moving away from the Mandoverse for for a hot minute, which I think is definitely needed. And I'm mm-hmm. excited to see, you know, what that vision looks like outside of that, because, um, you know, Star Wars TV should just all be one thing. So I think this will definitely give us a taste of something else. I uh, hope I'm proven right. There's a potential I'm proven wrong. And I hope um, I'm not. Yep. That being said, Sarah, did you have any other final thoughts on the Kenobi trailer? No. Hype. Just hype. Yes. I agree. I am so freaking excited. I, I just can't. I can't wait, honestly. Um, unfollow me now because this is all I'm going to talk about the next uh, three months. But I will definitely be picking up the uh, last Entertainment Weekly ever <laughs> because that, that makes me sad. I've had Entertainment Weekly, uh, not subscribed to it, but I, I've, I got them a lot when I was younger and collecting the Star Wars issues is always exciting. So I think, you know, having you in on this final cover feels very fitting. Uh, and I'm going to buy like 20 copies. So <laughs> I believe that actually. Just in case, just in case. Unfortunately. You know, in case I lose the other 19, you know, you can never be too sure. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess uh, this is, you know, a special fun episode and we're just going to we're just going to end the episode here. So, uh, you know, follow us on socials. Check out the description of our episode for more information about the Amidala Initiative and how you can help. And uh, I guess we'll see you in the next one, friends. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. And until next time, may the force be with you always. Bye.